She's a professional aromatherapist, and he is an international wellness advocate for the largest essential oil company in the world. But their love for essential oils has brought them together. Welcome to Fellowship in Essential Oils, where Elizabeth Ashley and Adam Barillet discuss essential oils and their gifts for the body, heart, head and spirit. Hello and welcome to our next episode of Fellowship of Essential Oils, myself and Liz. We're both in good mood today, it seems. Maybe that's because the oil we're talking about today is Mandarin. How are you today, Liz? I am in a very Mandarin mood. In fact, specifically, I feel like I'm in a red Mandarin mood. Ah, so this is the thing. You last week said you'd like to talk about Mandarin and I threw it back in your face and go, which Mandarin? Because there are three types of Mandarin oils that are available, green, yellow and red. So let's talk a little bit about where they come from. So first of all, a bit of history. Mandarins have actually been around for thousands of years. They originated in, uh, in China, where first of all, they were cultivated primarily for the king. No one else was allowed to have the Mandarin fruits apart from the king. And then I guess he got a bit more generous and then the, the higher noble statesmen were allowed. And then obviously throughout time now, we're all allowed a bit of Mandarin fruit as well. But the essential oil comes from the rind. And when we're looking at this green, this yellow and the red, there's a really beautiful story on how we get to, um, get to these three different oils. You see, what happens is for a Mandarin to grow properly on the tree, um, you actually have to take off up to 60% of the fruit early on. And a lot of the time that was just being kind of thrown away. It, it's kind of the byproduct, And so the fruit could grow and then we could have the fruit to eat the juice and make the essential oil out of the peel. But people started going, well, hold on. We could take that and steam distill that. And so when we're looking at green, yellow and red mandarin, we're looking at the unripe, which is the green mandarin, the yellow, which is the semi-ripe. And then we've got the red mandarin, which is the fully ripe uh, essential oil. But for me, the, you know, the chemistry is slightly different. One exciting thing about green mandarin is typically green mandarin doesn't have the photosensitivity on the skin, as you will get from your other citrus fruits as well. But that's, I'm, I'm excited. We've got lots to cover today. Liz, why do you love mandarin? Well, where should we start? Um, well, oh, we always talk about like my healing click of oils, and it's definitely in there. I do love mandarin. And funnily enough, I really don't like the fruit. The fruit just tastes like mm. school dinners to me. Oh, you used to have tinned, and my mum always used to say it's ration food. And I was like, I believe you, it's horrible. Don't like the taste at all. So if you if you like me and you don't like the taste, let me reassure you that the smell is very different to the the fruit. It's very fresh and light, but overall it's very gentle. And I think I often talk about how I don't like peppermint and i don't like um rosemary they're very aggressive um oils whereas and i i get very overstimulated by caffeine and stuff like that so this is a really great oil for me because it's very happy but it's not in your face and i love that um and i i use it a lot on on children because i find that they it has this lovely gentleness to it yeah what about you why do you love it um, I think I love it because of its playful energy as well. I, you know, the one question I wanted to ask you is there's obviously many different citrus oils. There's, you know, um, there's orange, there's tangerine, there's grapefruit, there's bergamot, lemon, and so on. Um, for me, it's got the, the most childlike energy of the three. And I, I was interested, why would you reach for a mandarin um, in your clinic rather than 
for example, orange or tangerine? Um, I always think that tangerine, mum wrote in her book, it cuts through spite. And that really resonates with me, tangerine. And I do think, and so immediately I go spiteful people. And that goes over mm. there, you know. But, <laughs> but um, an orange, I think is quite, it's not an aphrodisiac oil, but it's kind of a bit got a bit of a, a sexiness to it. I think I've said before, I always use it when I've got when I feel like I've been slapped with the ugly stick, you know. <laughs> and so again, that doesn't feel very childlike to me. But um, mandarin is so lovely for um, colic in children. You know, lots of different ways. It's for for tummy upsets. In fact. In France, it's like their traditional thing to use for for kids with tummy upsets. So, like a, a little massage oil on the on the tummy. Or my my eldest had horrific colic, um, and I just used to put a few drops onto a, um, a warm pillow and put her over the warm pillow, and so that it was almost just the vapors coming up, and it was tremendously effective. And the other thing is, of course, it, it's it's very restful and sedative and soothing. Whereas when you have like um, orange, it doesn't have that sedative. It's sort of antidepressant. It is anti-axiolytic, but it, it's kind of just like, I'm still okay. Whereas, whereas mandarin just goes, oh. And mm. the most effective time I've used it on children, I always use it for chicken pox. Um, so and, and for shingles, obviously, but that's not not children. Um, and I usually do a blend of lavender, chamomile, and, and mandarin in the bath, and just to stop them itching. So again, we have this idea of these little kids, and it's as you say, it is playful. And there's almost that association with chicken pox parties. Are you too young to know what a chicken pox party is? That's when you want. Um, if one child's got chicken pox, you want everyone to get chicken pox with your children because it's, it. it's worse as an adult. So you bring all the kids together. Correct, correct. <laughs> and that was a big thing when I was little, and it always makes me think of how we had these. Suddenly, we had these parties, and it wasn't anybody's birthday. We didn't really get why we're having, we're allowed to do all these fantastic things, but then suddenly everyone's got chicken pox, <laughs> and it does have that re resonance with me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, when I when I really lean into this, um, I think it's a beautiful oil for, first of all, you know, a lot of oils are often described as being uplifting. And I think that can be a bit of a confusing word um, because, you know, you could say peppermint is uplifting and you could say the citrus is like mandarin are uplifting. How I like to differentiate is your mint oils are more stimulating and uplifting to the mind and the mental process, whereas the citruses are more uplifting to the emotion. So like you were saying, in, in, for baths and even, you know, people are like, oh, what, can I put citrus oils, including mandarin, in my diffuser at night? I'm like, definitely, because it helps to elevate the mood. That's not going to keep you up. You're just going to go to bed in a better mood in that way. I think for me, citruses are, you know, as a whole, as a group, they're very much associated with that solar energy. I think they're a beautiful way to start the day. So if you can get them in the diffuser in the morning or, you know, wearing them in that kind of way, they help to elevate the mood. And a little question I encourage everyone to do each morning is just check in with yourself. Because a lot of the time we wake up, our phone's already beeping, telling us what to, we need to do. And we're getting so many stimuli from outsiders telling us, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to think, this is where you need to be, blah, 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 blah. And we forget to check in with ourselves. So one activity I'd encourage everyone who's watching or listening to this is when you get up in the morning, what do I need today? 
Do I need a nice grounding oil? And you might go for something like a cedarwood or a sandalwood to start off the day. Or do I need something uplifting? And if you're feeling a bit flat and you need an uplifting, then mandarin would be a really great one to pop in the diffuser and just set the tone for the day. And you're getting into the habit of checking in what you need rather than just what the world tells you that you need all the time. Yeah, I agree with that. There's a couple of things to, uh, to address from that, my thoughts from that. The first yeah. is that I quite often have like questions from people who are students um, and perhaps coming up towards their finals and they're saying to me, I'm using essential oils, but I still can't concentrate. It's still not going in. And am I doing something wrong? And when I look at them, they've got so many different essential oils going on. They've got some going like stimulating them and they're using peppermint before they go to bed. And funnily enough, they're not going to sleep then. And so then this sort of idea of pairing down. And as you say, just checking in each day, I'm going to use one oil. This is what I'm going to use today. I think that's really, really helpful. But um, you kind of touched on one of my favourite sort of quandaries in my head just about using diffusers when you're asleep. So did you know that at a certain point as we go into sleep, we stop registering what we smell? Okay. This is why we have smoke alarms because you can't smell the smoke anymore. So mm. for a long time, I was like, well, so does that mean, do we keep using lavender oil or not? Because if we can't smell it, what's the point? But then I've come recently, I've noticed some, uh, some rodent trials where they're proving that the um, rats, maybe, I do think rats, not mice, but anyway, rodents, their brains still register this kind of peacefulness when they're, when they're being uh, when they're asleep, even though they have that same process. So I don't know if it's still if it is helpful to use like uh, diffusers at night or not. <clears throat> but certainly I do think there's that lovely element of when if it's still going when you wake up, then it's lovely and bright. But of course, the other thing is don't overstimulate yourself by leaving it on for too long is your thing. Mm. Um, and for yeah. God's sake, don't use a candle diffuser all night and go to sleep. <laughs> oh, definitely not. No, for sure. Um, speaking of the, the sensing the smell, I, I've had um, I, I've read a study and I've also spoken to people personally um, you know, that don't have a sense of smell or have a very weak sense of smell or maybe they've lost their sense of smell after COVID or things like that. Um, and it does seem on all accounts of the information I've collected that even if you can't smell it, it's still having an impact. Yes. Yeah, so, so my dad had no sense of smell and he was, he was definitely like, okay with like topical use, but didn't really register um, like that much from inhalants. But that's slightly, a slightly different thing because actually your brain's physically switching something off at night to use mm. it in a different way isn't it the brain wants True. to rest and restore so it is a different thing because I had thought that myself and then taught myself out of it so it's really interesting to kind of just watch to see well is somebody going to come up with an answer with for this or not yeah definitely I'm just thinking you know you, your mum and dad were you know of all the people your mum could have married your dad who had no sense of smell when your mum's an aromatherapist was you know. Yes, it happened. <laughs> it, it happened actually after they divorced. He got um, a tumor on his pituitary. Oh no! So you know, you know when, um, you know when you watch James Bond and the guy's jaws and he's huge. Yeah. Same same disease. Yeah, acrobatic. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So it was a cruel thing, but actually, yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, as you say, interesting, yeah. isn't it? Interesting. 
Yeah. So you mentioned a few um, physical uses for um, for Mandarin. Any others that you kind of feel that we could use Mandarin for? They, I would use they, it mainly yeah, for that mood they, elevation. Certainly, yeah. Tummies is a big thing. Um, you know, stomach upsets generally. I know that there's a lot of um, research into Mandarin mandarin whether what color i don't know um and uh marjoram for helibacter pylori, pylori that has that sort of um like causes gastro uh problems generally and it's really um coming out well so like tummies on all different levels um but for me specifically i use uh mandarin for stretch marks so I always encourage mums to use it late on in pregnancy, but also um, it's a specific for long term stress. So and this is probably what I'll talk about when we talk about in the masterclass and go deeper as to, to how it supports the adrenals and, and what happens to the adrenals to cause negative things like inflammation and stuff over time. Um, and so coming in at a level of supporting the adrenals in long term stress can really shut all that off quite very quite quickly. Um, yeah, beautiful. So, yeah, it is. And sleep. You know, somebody's got to the point where they're not sleeping because they're so stressed. It's a straight sleep job. Nice one there. And providing it then with something like lavender or Roman camel. Mm, yeah. Um, and funny enough, actually, I've just said marjoram. I'd also use marjoram. Um, yeah. because that almost works on the, what they're called, the cycles. Oh, the circadian cycles? Thank you. Yeah, on, yeah. on the body clock, yeah, uh, to bring the body clock back into line, yeah. Yeah. I think we I, we kind of have a rule in our community that, um, you know, citruses make everything better. So, like, you're talking about the students studying before. If you need to just pop a couple of drops, if you think Mandarin is a drop of happiness, when can a problem not be, um, you know, improved with a drop of happiness kind of thing so i think in study blends pop a bit of mandarin there in the sleep blend bit of mandarin there it's not gonna you know it, it's a nice addition and often we try and we experiment with different blends and they don't smell too good citruses can normally fix any any problem there as well if you've kind of put a bit too much in the diffuser but the citrus can sort that out as well i find yeah and and when you read like i'm not a perfumer my mom was a perfumer i'm not Gare Glaze, a fantastic perfumer, my other business partner. Um, but what I do know is that mandarin is often used as a modifier for citruses. So you want to have that lovely uh, citrus fragrance, but, it, but some of them can be really quite overwhelming to blends, whereas because you've got the smell without it being uh, powerful. And of course, you know, if you use green mandarin, it has green fragrance to it, you know? Um, and so mm. that, that's quite... Um, got a lot of diversity of, of use you know you can use it in a lot of flexible it's quite of a flexible thing yeah very much so i think the biggest mistake people can ever make about citrus is the saying all citrus is the same and i think as we continue on with this series we're gonna you know we're gonna go through them all one by one and hopefully bring them to life in different ways so their chemistry may be similar but their aroma is you know subtly different their impacts are different and energetically you're going to find that that's where they really kind of spur off into different divisions as well so, yeah, and, I, and actually, the last week I've really tried to focus on what is the difference between the different uh, 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 mandarins because I wanted to be able to say this is the difference. And really, the only big difference I can see there's a slight difference in the levels of limonene, 
but it's the yield of the essential oil when it when they're unripe they don't have much essential oil but obviously you can see how like the the rind would get thicker and and mm. then the yield goes up but the, so the uses can't see are that much different but i think from a, a therapeutic point of view i always say go back to what rhiannon lewis taught me how does that make you feel you know they do feel different but like physically they're not that different so i think if you're looking to to sort of engage with somebody who's quite traumatized or you know or who is very upset it's worth just kind of checking in which one do you, which one feels safer or nicer or friendlier to you than the others yeah yeah now spend a lot of time kind of dividing between red yellow and green mandarin but for you what, what on an energetic level how are you finding the difference between the two you've able to separate them i do think they feel energetically very difficult uh, different yeah i think that the man the um red mandarin that does have more geranial in it slightly is almost like a bouncy ball you know mm. <laughs> it's like mm. yeah so vibrant and oh we're gonna have a great time today and we're all excited and it's almost a bit like uh, well, actually, I've just been on a weekend away with my with my girlfriend. So this is like, imagine that you're at the train station when you're going and everyone's bubbly and all nicely turned out. But the green mandarin is more like when you're coming back. I've had a great time, but I'm quite quiet now, you know, mm, <laughs> more relaxed. Yes. I've been filled up, but don't talk to me. I've had enough, you know, <laughs> it's yep. a bit like that. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, the analogy I loved was actually offered to us from one of our um, farmers who farms mandarin and he actually likened the three different oils to the three stages of a woman's life. So he said, you know, the green mandarin is like a young child. It's got that innocence, that potential of what will it become? And the fruit is still budding and what will the fruit grow to be as well? Yellow mandarin is kind of like the mother. She's growing. She's becoming self-actualized. She's starting to realize, you know, she's working her way through different things. And red mandarin is like the crone, the elderly woman. She's become fully realized. She is that as well. And so I've often seen them as, you know, we often hear the term in, um, you know, in paganism talking about the maiden, the mother and the crone. For me, green, yellow and red are the maiden, the mother and the crone. Um, and, and that's how I find that they divide really nicely in that way. Well, and it was three crones at the station. So <laughs> I can see my girls will not thank me for saying that. There was not a natural grey hair in sight. What was that? Yeah, I, I, yeah, because it is the fullness, isn't it? You know, it's gone almost through the life cycle. The richness, you know, the the, the seed has been and been made, and so that's a, a beautiful analogy. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to work through each of those oils, kind of starting with the green as well. So green mandarin for me, it's a really good new moon oil. So actually, you can liken this to the the lunar cycle as well. So green mandarin is a beautiful one for the new moon. I also really love it for the heart chakra. I find with the citruses, I, I'm really basic with the citruses, the color of the rind is the color of the chakra. And so lime is obviously our other green citrus oil. There's a difference. Lime has a real zest and almost a bit of a warrior energy to it, whereas green mandarin is, is so childlike. And I think there's some beautiful things that as adults we can learn from children. One lack of discrimination children don't care what what color you are what you know what where you're from how much money you've got if you're nice they're going to be nice to you but children also have that kind of children i'm sure you've been in a situation in your life where children will blurt out what they're thinking without the filter 
And I think sometimes we need to be, a, we need to let away some of that guard and just be a bit more open and honest. And I find green Mandarin is really great for, first of all, healing the heart and being gentle on the heart if there has been some heartbreak, but not just with romantic heartbreak, but like the being screwed over in life. It brings us back to the knowledge and the courage the child has as well. So that's why I really love green Mandarin. I've not much to add to that. I think it's I think it's lovely. You're quite right. It does quite it does smell quite like lime and yet feel in completely different, doesn't it? You know, uh, as you say, lime takes the world on and shakes it by the shoulders somewhat. Mum always used to talk about how Mandarin was like afternoon tea at Raffles. No, so very dignified. So very polite chatter, you know, interesting chatter. Things are said but not said, you know. That's mm. uh, and and I like that. Um, and that that feels exactly right for me. And I always think of people in lovely white suits, you know, that they haven't dropped anything down themselves yet. It's very it's very polite and not not guarded, you know, but but yeah. gentle. Um, and I also can see where you're going to go with the the uh, red mandarin being full moon, and I would agree with that. You know that feeling of things really coming to completion and then pouring over. You know, mm-hmm. um, but I I think they're both Venus oils in different way. And what's interesting is, of course, you do have that red pink element to to heart chakra uh, energy, don't you? And you've got them both. Yeah. 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 I think green mandarin also would be a really great one to add to love blends and different things because, again, as adults, we can always come back to that inner child and that inner child healing. But we can also bring a bit, like, even in love, sometimes we get a little bit too serious about it all. And, you know, I think the funness about the start of a relationship is we almost are like, you know, you see two people we love and sometimes you're like, you two are like little kids. Do you know what I mean? We get giggly and fun and we lose that as the relationship goes on. And I think green mandarin kind of brings in that, that fun in that way. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think what you said earlier about uplifting, the same can be said of love, that that's just one word with so many different dimensions. Mm. And every person that you come into contact with, you know, say, well, what's your problem with your love life? It will be a different pro- problem. And, yes. you know, thinking about it from what you've said, it'd be quite nice magically to think about, right, okay, so we've got the green because it's a budding love. Or we've got, you mm. know, the challenges of the love that's coming to an end, maybe if somebody's dying or, you know, or, or if somebody's left you. And, you know, so that what does, what does the planet know, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the, the red mandarin, I love the idea that I didn't know the story about the um, different... Uh, the plant the fruit being taken off the tree but that's obvious when I think about it because of course you can't feed all of the fruit if you're going to be a, a farmer you've got to give it to the optimum but so there's a real specialness then to these ones that do make it to uh, to be red uh, mm. and so in the same way that there are relationships that will will really stand the test of time but and so as they do we'll have different challenges to those that the rest of us will have never been lucky enough to have you know and it's yes. really interesting to see how the plant might know those things yeah for sure now talking about the moving on with that kind of moon um, analogy that i was sharing um, and you said red mandarin for the full i actually kick that round to the dark moon and the use dark. yellow mandarin on the full moon yes, so if we think i think yellow mandarin is a beautiful one for us in our 
in our middle ages. Do you know what I mean? For many, many people that, um, you know, where we're in that mother stage, we're birthing not just children, but we're birthing projects, we're initiatives and all that type of thing. And again, we can get so stuck in the I'm adulting. Like I've got to be serious because I've got adult things to do and I've got, I, I don't have time to muck around. And then Yellow Mandarin will kind of walk into that stage and go, <laughs> you know, are you serious? You know, this is all just a game. And it's a really great one for helping to take that tension. It would probably be nice in study blends, a Yellow Mandarin, because it brings that like, yes, I know that you want to do well in this exam, but it's not, it's not the end of your life. Exactly. And so that lightness of also to enjoy the study, because the other thing mm. is, God, it's so boring and I've had enough. So it brings that lightness, but also kind of lifts that. Oh, my God, if I fail, this is going to be absolutely catastrophic. Mandarin goes, is it, though? Is it really, though? You know, just just be a bit lighter with yourself. And of course, losing that stress it, as simple as that helps the memory, you know? Very much so. I think, you know, I, I'm, I may get myself in trouble here, but I've had ch conversations with many, um, you know, year 12 in Australia students that's their last year and their final exams. And I tell them that I did really well in my exams, but it actually made no difference to where I am today and my success. And I think when you're in school, especially, there is such pressure of if you don't do this, your life will go downhill. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I've been back to school reunions and academic performance and success in life. They don't really match up, do no. they? No. No. So, you know, I think Yellow Mandarin brings in that real kind of, yeah, lighten up, have, have a bit more fun. And it would be, yeah, a really great one in, in that type of way as well. Also, in relation to the full moon, we know that when we're working and when we're manifesting with the full moon, we want to become a vibrational match of what we want to attract into our lives. And again, we might go, okay, full moon, I need to attract money. Mm come on money come on come on or oh i need you know oh i need to you know i need to heal this come on let's hear and we get all tense and you know it's almost like we're energetically constipated trying to squeeze out a manifestation in that way we want to feel you know we have to become it before the, the universe doesn't home deliver we must meet the universe halfway and we have to become what we want to draw into our lives i think yellow mandarin working with other oils that you might want to work magically on a full moon could be a really great one to go if it feels good, it's in alignment. And so to lift us up to that, you know, again, full moon magic and, and, and whatever you do, whether it be big, big practices or little things should be, again, fun and a celebration. And Yellow Mandarin works really well in that context. It does. And of course, you know, thinking about manifesting in that, uh, that way, you know, that idea of becoming something, having the vibration of something, the vibration of money is orange. You know, mm. the vibration of beauty and success is orange, you know, mm. so just the, the, the very act of just being with that oil and kind of just in, like, allowing it to infuse. You are immediately saying abundance, fruition, you know, but that's the actual de definition of the word fruition. You know, it's, it's mm. a citrus fruit. Yeah. So that does bring us to the red mandarin, the fully realized, the crone. And I find it interesting, if we look at in life, we start off life in the first few years and everything's a game and, and we're kind of very playful. And then we get into adulthood and we're like, oh, this is all very serious. And then as we start to get older, we realize actually nothing really matters. And you end up, you know, in, in your latter years, you're a lot more playful and you don't give two hoots about what you're wearing. And, you know, 
if you fart in public and all those types of things as well. And for me, that's red mandarin. It's like, let's have a ball. I'm still worried about farting in public. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not there yet either. But hey, <laughs> but but I yes, I agree. And it and it is a silly. Yes, it's like I say, bouncy and silly, isn't it? It's it's a really lovely, really lovely oil. Yeah, and the difference between that green and red is red brings in the wisdom of experience, the wisdom of growth. You know that we've we've been through it. And if you think about the literal fruit, it's gone through its whole cycle. It's about if we were to leave that fruit on the tree naturally, it would drop to the ground, it would exactly. die, it would decay, and it would then give birth to the seeds within it, and maybe hopefully another mandarin tree in, in that kind of context of the cycle of life type of thing. Yeah, and, you know, if you think of, we say Halloween or, or Samhain, the, the colour of that time, again, orange, isn't it, because of the pumpkins? Mm. And, you know, that the energy of that time is very much about letting go. You know, yes. what, what, what's left? And there's a, I was only talking to somebody the other day actually about this. There's a, a, one of the things we all know now from watching this is that I can be very angry. <laughs> but one of the most useful um, visualizations that I was ever taught was just the leaf, the final leaf falling from the tree. It just, goes you know and you don't have to be like i am going to curse you i'm going to be vengeance i'm going to all of these things i'm angry about all of these things just allowing it to let go and really you know those very ripe fruits are almost there aren't they they're almost there and so that's a quite a, a good way i think of talking about how to just be light you know you don't have to hold mm. on to the, all of that stuff just be light yeah and, and Red Mandarin kind of spoke to me for a second there and said, um, you know, at the end of something, whether it be the end of someone's life or the end of any chapter of our life, think about what has been gained, not what has been lost. Exactly. And what was about, learned. What was learned. And just what, you know, if you think about funerals, we're like, oh, you know, they're no longer in my life. I don't have this. I don't have that. But rather than, you know, let's celebrate what they, what they did gift to us in our life because we know that the, we can't stop the cycle of life. And how can we celebrate that? And if we look back at the dark moon, the final days of that lunar cycle, that is when we, before we go into the new moon and start setting new intentions to bring to birth in the full moon and see how it goes, it is that kind of, it's a really good around the dark moon to kind of, I like to think of the dark moon as being December 31st. It's New Year's Eve. I, I look at the lunar cycle like the solar cycle um, or, or like the calendar year kind of thing. And we go, okay, well, what, what, what have we learned from the last year? What, what, what have we gained? What do we not want to repeat? And then we start that again. So I think having that real red mandarin light approach of life of, okay, let's try it again. What worked, what didn't work and bring it in those types of meditations around the, the dark moon. And a lot of the time we might think about dark moon oils being, you know, very kind of dark oils like juniper berry or black pepper or myrrh, very introspective guayac wood, things like that. But bring a bit of red mandarin in there to bring that joy and that celebration of that stage in life as well. Yeah. And I think there's, there's an element uh, it hadn't occurred to me before we've chatted today but I think now I might start thinking right I'm treating a child so therefore I'm probably going to go green mandarin I'm mm -hmm. treating an old person so I might I think that maybe I'll see what they think about red mandarin you know mm. so because it's almost like that vibration fits you know that cycle through the orange yeah yeah I would even you know anyone who's using the mandarins for any type of healing 
what what are we trying to heal here? Are we trying to heal something to do with the not necessarily a a physical child, but any inner child healing? That's or when we need to go back to the inner child or bring out that inner child in someone. That's where I'd really lean into the green Mandarin. If I'm working with the adult mind, and remember that yellow, although the color of the solar plexus in many traditions is also a color of the intellect. And so if it's that adult thinking mind and too much in the head, that's where I go for yellow. And the red is that 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 wise, um, you know, if I had to give it, you know, it's almost got the that kind of, you know, those not an owl, but like a like a, a coyote or a wolf, the wise, knowing but playful. Um, in in Australian um, mythology, it would be the dingo. Do you know what I mean? Like the, the kind of the trickster, kind of the, the knowing trickster or the court jester. That's kind a of that. fox in our culture. Fox, yeah. Which is orange, yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I think it's a, the the where I haven't personally. I don't know if you have. I've never actually had exposure to any other green citrus oil. So I haven't like had an unripe orange or an unripe grapefruit oil before. Have you ever had ex experience with them? Is it only green mandarin that you've had? Um, so a, a green citrus would be bergamot, wouldn't it? But an, an unripe, not. I guess it's the only, it's the only un and all, unripe And also citrus lime oil. as well. But no, not, a, no, yeah. not an, an unripe one. No, I don't think I have. Uh, but then another video for the future is going to be the pettigrains because I'm very into the pettigrains, yes. So mm. there's like the twigs, aren't they, Before, uh, which are sometimes before the um, fruits fall. Very much so, definitely. So with the chakras for me, I actually go green, yellow and red. I actually place, you know, more the sacral kind of thing. So I move down the chakras with the three different oils. For you, were you feeling they're all the sacral chakra? Kind of... No, I agree with what you said. Okay, um, cool. I think they're more. I think of all of them, they're all heart chakra. But then, as you say, that the 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 resonance can go up and go down the chakras a bit as well. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. And and you were feeling that that the Mandarin were more in alignment with Venus. Yeah, but also Jupiter. You know that mm -hmm. lovely, expansive, jolly uh, nature. But the only thing is Jupiter can go overboard, can't it be very expansive? And, and I really don't think that she goes overboard. Um, but, yeah. Um, yeah, that kind of just like, let's just stretch a bit, shall we? Let's not be so rigid. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. I, I, think, I think for me, you know, all citruses will always kind of generally come under the umbrella of the sun. Um, so a bit of the sun, but also with this beautiful um, analogy that just sung so beautifully to me and, and the correspondences keep lining up and again, our masterclass that's coming up at the end of the month, we will dive a little bit deeper into them as well. I kind of find I, the mandarins can also be under that moon domain of just moon work in yeah. that way. So I like to place them with the moon as well as yeah. my as my lunar citrus. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, oh, is, well, is there anything we need to shamelessly self-promote? I think it's our masterclass. Yes, only the masterclass at the moment for me. Um, unless anybody wants to buy some of my books, in particular, next week's oil, you might want to gen up because we're doing helichrism next week, aren't we? So don't forget, there is a book on sale that you can uh, gen up beforehand. But otherwise, yeah, come and have some fun at the masterclass talking about the Mandarin. And so what are the other oils? Helichrism? What else? So we're going to be talking about lavender. We're going to mm -hmm. go deeper into lavender. We're going to go through the mandarins and a bit more and mandarins and i might we'll talk a bit more about moon magic and you've got some other 
uh, physical remedies for mandarin, I believe, heliochrysum and peru balsam. Yes. The four that we're going to go into. Now, this is going to be about a two-hour session. So we want people to come. We don't want you to just listen to us. We want it to be interactional. So you can ask questions mainly around those four oils, but you might, we'll have time at the end probably if you're like, what can you tell me about time oil? Or we can kind of go off on little tangents. This is yeah, your... so we did ha- we had a lovely message. Oh, I should have done my homework before we came on and said who well, said the name of the person. I can't remember. I think it was Amanda, but I can't remember. But she said that she would like to do Palo Santo. So in August we'll be doing Palo Santo. So if you've got any requests, put them in the comments. And and also if there's anything that you do want us to cover in the masterclass and you think, oh, you didn't go deeper in that. I would like to know more. Put those in the comments as well so we can really answer what you want to know. Yeah. I want you to think of this as though you're actually getting to sit down in a cafe with me and Liz. We're going to have a coffee, have a cup of tea, and just have a natter about these. And we're going to just give you a whole lot more. It's kind of like the behind the scenes look because we're like, we've got no restrictions. We try. We try very hard to keep these episodes into half an hour. Um and I think we struggle each week and normally blow it out to around 45 minutes. But we're going to have a lot more time and it's just going to be great to have people ask questions as well. One thing I will mention that everyone who registers, if it's not a good time zone for you, this is the problem with the world not being flat, is some of you are going to be asleep when the times are, when we're doing it. You get the recording. Whether you're live or not, everyone who books gets the recording and you can listen to that over and over again and keep cutting back to that whenever you need to as well. So don't let the time zone put you off totally. And if you have a question and you can't make it live, send it through and we'll we'll be sure to answer that question as part of the recording so you can hear your answer when you watch the replay as well. Yeah, and so, just I guess it's worth just saying as well, when, you know, the last couple of days, don't leave it till the last couple of days to leave questions onto the um, comments or else they won't get addressed. You need to get your comments down fairly quick. Yeah, definitely, for sure. So next week, we're going to dive into helichrysum. I'm very excited about this oil. I'm going to speak mainly from my own personal experience. It's an oil I've got a lot of healing experiences with on a physical level, but it also there's something astrologically happening in the coming um, days that I find it's really relevant to as well, but I'm not going to give any hints on that unless you know your astrology. You have to wait and see. Now I'm going we'll... to go and do some research. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a big, I'm just going to say that the 23rd of July is going to be a big day astrologically. And we'll touch on that, yeah, in next week's episode. But apart from that, thank you very much for joining us. Go grab your ticket for the Masterclass. Tickets are limited. So if they sell out, we won't open up anymore because we want it to be an intimate gathering. So make sure you grab your tickets as soon as possible. Until next week, we'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>